Welcome to Say Less, Say Yes. Here you're going to learn about self-love and boundaries. I am Lauren Hallgren and I am the face of Say Less, Say Yes. Along the way, you'll resonate with my experiences as I share with you about the pain and discomfort that comes from not loving yourself. Here, we will discuss a multitude of ways for you to love yourself and grow into who God has called you to be. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to get down and dirty today with this episode called Authentic Awareness. Real quick note, though, you are really going to want to go back and watch episode one and two if you have not already um, done so, because the first one just really introduces me, you guys, to you. And it lets you know kind of my journey and what it is that I've been through. I'm obviously going to be sharing other experiences throughout all of my podcasts other than the ones that I explained in the first one. And those are just some of the things that happened in my life. They obviously are not every single thing that happened. With that being said, I am so So excited to help share those experiences and maybe elaborate a little bit more or just bring new information to the table about myself that I've actually gone through just so somebody else can relate to it. And that's the point of this entire podcast, you guys. So the first one was the first podcast episode was about introducing myself to you guys. And the second one was about 13 steps to achieving self-love. With that being said, we're going to dive right into authentic awareness, you guys. So originally, I had done this podcast and I spent eight hours on it and it really shouldn't take that long. Record for an hour. It's going to take me two hours to edit, uh, just go through, make sure the sound is good, things like that. It took me eight hours last time. And the reason that I'm telling you guys this is because... I believe something happened, okay? So when I spent the eight hours on it and I tried to add the very final touch of my video, it completely deleted itself, all of my hard work with it. So I was in tears, hardcore tears, the ugly cry, everything for 15 minutes. My husband came home, I texted him and I was, you know, just, I can't believe this has happened. I've spent all day, all night, tirelessly working for it not to save and then all of a sudden delete itself and you guys there was a bigger calling behind it there are things that I am going to share with you today that only my husband and a couple other people know so I'm opening that up to you guys because this is an authentic podcast that's what we're here for is to be real honest and I mean I always speak with passion so um that's what we're here to do So today, we're going to talk about authentic awareness, and I want to get down to what is authentic awareness, and there's really a lot that goes into it. What I'm talking about is, one, let's define what authentic really truly means. It is of undisputed origin or genuine. Okay, some synonyms, which these are other words that people frequently use, and you've heard the mass majority of these, is original, real, true, legitimate, lawful, valid, the real thing or the real deal, kosher, and honest to goodness. Like I said, most of us can relate to the, most of us have heard those words or we've used them ourselves. What is an authentic act? 
where you are true to your own personality, values, and spirit, regardless of the pressure you're experiencing. Something that I want to share with you guys. So why I believe that God is really working in this and why he had me restart this podcast episode or why he decided that it needed to be deleted the first time, I don't really know. But I do know that we were at a funeral and God comes to you in different ways And they were talking about this man that had passed and what kind of person he was. Well, when you're a person, there are labels, and I'm not a huge label person, but there are labels. And and it's a man, so I'm going to speak in man terms. But someone is a husband. He was a brother. He was a father. He was a son. He's all of these things, just like you and I are. We get defined by our character and what we left behind when we are gone. It was really just speaking to me. I was listening to one of the pastors was talking about how one of the children of this man that had passed shared things about his dad. It's so amazing what is brought out in these events of life because things just come to you. Like you start hearing what kind of person they were. And you'll see people shaking their head yes, and you'll see people shaking their head no, depending on whose funeral they're at. And do you want to be the person who, when you die, do you want people to be talking about how how, um, small or how... Or just how there wasn't so much depth. There's not a whole lot of depth. There's, it's not an onion where you peel back a layer and it's just as good as the first layer. Now, granted, we on the outside of an onion, you obviously the shell and it crusts and that kind of stuff. But those outer layers are harder. They're tougher because they have to endure more. And on the inside is why it is so much more, not necessarily in an onion softer, but That's the more vulnerable place. That's the source of it all, you guys. That's like the heart of it. And what I learned from that funeral was that, one, what kind of man this man truly was to his children, to his wife, those kinds of things. But also, the kind of people that I want in my life. And the people that I want to push me in the right direction. So jumping back to what is an act of being authentic and this actually happened after the funeral that night. My husband and I were having a conversation and if you guys have been following my Instagram, you know that I mentioned something about this where I am no longer putting my energy into things where it's a one-way watering system. Right, I can't be the one making the relationship work on both ends because it's a two-way road, right? Like it's a highway, it's not a one-way. And that's really all that there is to it is that there's certain people in my life that I just have, I'm not gonna step out and say, it's not toxic to the point, It's I'm not gonna say that it's toxic because obviously anything or too much of anything is toxic. But what I'm trying to say is, If I'm the only one watering the grass and I don't always, not that you can't make time to water the grass, but you guys, there are going to be things that you have to give and take with life. And that's just the real truth about it. But that person ought to be able to at some point, maybe not every time, but at some point, give back 
And it doesn't have to be a constant like you give, I give, you take, I take. Like that's not what it's about. It's about having a real authentic relationship. And for me, it's about being a hell yes. If it's not a hell yes, I'm out. Like I do, if it's not a hell yes all the way, pedal to the floor and figuring it out where it's like I'm doing the damn thing. That's what's going to happen. Like that is what my year of 2023 looks like is pedal down hell yes. Like that's it. And then it's okay, let's break it down. Let's let's sit down and figure out how to make this work. How what are the objectives that we need in order to make this a hell yes and the most successful. So if it's a hell yes, you're going to put your time and energy into it. And if it's not a hell yes, then you're going to dabble. You're going to put some energy into it. And then you're not, right? Um, I could relate that super easy to network marketing, which is another thing that I do. I am an ex-brand partner. For a long time, I was like, yeah, I want to make extra money. I want to be have financial assets. And then I was like, eh. I don't need to be consistent. I don't, you know, I'm not, it was a heck, it was a, it wasn't a heck yes or a heck no. It was a, when I have time for it, it, it just was some, like a hobby and a hobby that pays is nice, but not very many people get paid passively where they don't have to do a darn thing, right? But what I'm trying to say in this story with my husband is we were headed home or headed to pick up my sister and a couple of our friends, and we were going to go spend some time together, go hang out. Before we got to my parents' house, what had happened was I told my husband, because the funeral was earlier that day, I told my husband that I no longer wanted a relationship with these people because I haven't seen them for two years. I haven't... So if we're just going to be humble, open, and transparent, which I am, I'm just going to be straight with you guys. So... I'm one of those people who is, again, the energy that I'm putting into this needs to be reciprocated. And you guys, I've been doing this for almost 12 years, like almost 13 years I've been doing this. So my, the dad who raised me is not my biological dad, but he is straight up my dad. Like I would not ask for anybody else to be my dad, even though we went through some real trials in my time growing up. Like, I am so grateful for my parents. I, obviously things could be different and I'm sure they wish they could do things differently, just like I wish I could go back and do things differently, but I don't think you can live in that moment constantly and criticize yourself. So what I'm trying to get at here is that I do have a biological parent. I didn't meet him until I was 17. That kind of goes back to my first podcast. So like I said, stop, go watch it so you can relate. The second one as well, because that's just as important. The guy that is my biological dad, I'm not going to go ahead and name any names. Um, we've been having a relationship off and on for about almost 13 years now. And there's really not a whole lot of energy that's being reciprocated as far as like, I think he wants the relationship to go further and that's okay. Like I'm not opposed to it. I have to be honest. I I'm open to having a relationship. I'm really tired of putting in the effort and not getting any. And at the same time, I understand we're all busy. We all have lives. But like if you want something to happen, you're going to make it work. 
And everybody's in a different season of life. So I'm taking that into consideration. So what I'm not doing is I'm not coming, going out and saying, hey, like messaging them, meeting up with them, saying, hey, I no longer want contact with you. That's not what this is about. What this is about is the energy that I'm, that my family is being reciprocated. Like if we're good enough, and this is not the greatest way to word this, but it's great that you want to meet up for family gatherings as far as holidays. But if you want to celebrate the holidays together, there needs to be an effort made outside of the holidays. And I just feel like I'm the one always trying to set things up. And I'm done doing that. Like, not that I wouldn't continue to try. But until I feel like there's a reciprocation of some sort, I'm not really willing to entertain that idea at this point in time in my life. I'm not going to go up to him and say, hey, I don't want a relationship with you. I'm done. Whatever. Later in life, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. I'm not God. I'm not entertaining that those thoughts because I have no control over that. I have control of me, my thoughts, my attitude in this very moment right now. And that's what I'm being aware of. Authentically aware of is being real, like, how do I feel? Am I sitting with it? And what's the story that I'm telling myself? And what is the actual truth, right? Like separating those. So regardless of how I feel about that, my husband was rather upset because he didn't understand that I wasn't just straight up telling the people that, like I was, like I just told you, I'm not going up to them and saying, I don't want you in my life anymore. That's not really it. It's just, I don't have the time and energy to put in when I feel like we've been watering this for on and off 13 years. On and off isn't doing it. On and off isn't a hell yes. And this honestly for me isn't a hell yes. I have five things in my life right now that are my top priorities. It's God, getting closer to God every single day. And then my family, because my family needs it, you guys. I can tell you that our marriage has been really rough, like straight up really rough. The, the whole time we've been married. And I'm not saying that people don't have hard times, but like your marriage is what you make it. Your life is what you make it. And like I said, I'm here to be humble, open, and transparent. And that's exactly what I'm going to be. So like I was saying, our marriage has been really rough. There's good times, there's bad times, but there are times where it is really, really rough and we just need to focus on it. Like, I feel like you constantly need to focus on your marriage and your relationship. And sometimes you're in the credit section and sometimes you're in the debit section. Like, it's not a constant one way or another. It's a balancing act and just finding what works for your family. And when you're growing, you're constantly finding different things. So, and there's always going to be a little bit of friction. Like, they may not completely agree with you, what have you. And everybody grows at their own pace. With that being said, though, my husband was upset because I, he thinks that I'm just pushing everybody out of my life. And you guys, if you take it for what you want, but if you are not taking me closer to God, you are pushing me further away from him. I have been hyper independent for so long. This is what I have figured out about myself. And this is the truth about myself is that. I had learned to be hyper independent and not need a single soul because I never got the relationship that I needed. I never was allowed to be feminine. I never was allowed to be soft, reveal my vulnerabilities without being laughed at, without being secured, without them being spread about and all around. 
And I just became hyper independent and really hard on the outside because nobody reciprocated that. Like nobody would allow me to do that. Nobody would allow themselves to be the safe space that I needed, which was which was somebody who was confident, somebody who was empathetic, and someone who could keep it between us. And I had never had that, so I became that for me. And that's not healthy. You guys, we all need people. You're going to hear me say that in every single podcast episode. We need people. That is how God intended for it to be. So while I'm saying that, my husband says, you're trying to push everybody out of your life. And I just told him, I'm like, if you're, I've been so hyper-independent for so long that I was in a soil. I was planted in stagnant in a stagnant environment. And I was there for so long that being still is not one of my strong suits. It is a scarcity because I do not, it is, it's a true fear. I do not want to go back to the person that I was. And I absolutely refuse to do that after I've gone through all that pain, all that growth. I am not just going to turn around and say, oh, screw it. Who cares? Because somebody doesn't give a damn. What I'm going to do is I'm going to push them out of my life. I am not I don't have to announce it to anybody. I'm just going to walk the walk. I'm going to go do me. And if that person hits me up, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to entertain that. I am not going to talk to them. And my growth means too much to me. And God, like I have truly found God through so much growth that I will not go back. And ever since January, December and January, um, when there was a super hard shift in our marriage, I went to God unwavering, like unwaveringly. And I have been so close to God that I hear him every single day with every single thing that I do. And you're asking, how do you do that? You be in God's word more. That's not what this podcast is about. But I, I did, just had to say that because regardless where I'm at in my life, I am walking with God. And as long as I am walking with God, then like not, not that none of it matters because you obviously still need to serve your husband. You obviously still need to do the things that God tells us to do. But when you're walking with God, trust God and ask for confirmation if you're not sure. So for me, when I'm talking to my husband, as far as pushing people out of my life, you know, he was very resistant to that. He's like, I have conversations sometimes, this and that. Okay, it's not it's not threatening our marital boundaries. That's my personal boundary because I need growth in my life and I need God. I mean, I obviously need my family. I need my husband. I need my children. But there's a line for me. Until that is met for me, I'm not like there's non-negotiables in 2023 and I think that is also helping my husband and I but I also think that it's like we are having those hard conversations and we're like I I just told him straight up I'm not willing to entertain these. I don't know about you, me, these are non-negotiables. I cannot do them because of this. And you guys, that is a level of vulnerability that I don't think I've had with my husband in quite some time. We had a very vulnerable conversation the other day. And I am not going to share it this time, 
but I had not been that vulnerable with my husband for quite some time. And I realized that I was going back to that hyper-independence. But even with the resistance of my husband on this subject about, well, yeah, we get together for holidays, but it's more than that. You can't just get together for the holidays and expect it to be all good. Like, that's not how it works. There's so much pressure that way. And on top of that, you know, I really do love my half-sister on that side, but... I haven't, not that I haven't talked to her, it's just like, she's a newlywed, I mean, I don't know how long you consider people newlyweds, but she truly is a newlywed. My husband and I have been married for about a year and a half now, and we're obviously in different seasons, like, we have two kids, they don't have kids. It's just, like I said, it's just different seasons of life, and they're so involved with each other, and I think that's great, however, it's been two years since I've seen them. And if it's important, then they'll make time for it because I'm the one that's always tried to reach out and say, hey, this, this, and this. And it doesn't mean that I love her any less. It just means that it's a season of life right now. And that's why I said I'm not just reaching out and saying, hey, deuces, right? So like I said, don't put that in there. Regardless of how my husband feels about it, and my feelings, it is not a marital boundary. It is an individual boundary because like I've said before, you cannot take the individuality out of marriage as far as them being their own person. Accept and adapt. What it looks like for me to be true to my own personality, my values, and my spirit looks different than it does for my husband in that regard, in that situation. Regardless of the pressure that you're experiencing, and there was a lot of resistance there, you guys. So how do we make something authentic? By being trustworthy and reliable. And what does that mean? By being yourself, your yourself that God created you to be. Not this people pleaser, not this, oh, well, I know that makes them uncomfortable. If it is walking with God and it makes somebody uncomfortable, that is not your deal. It is not, I will say it every single podcast if I have to. What others think of you is not your problem. It is not yours to take. What are some traits of being authentic, kind, generous? You're considerate of others and you can find common ground. Behaviors. Awareness. We're aware of how we're feeling, what we're doing, and where we're at. Like, This is where I'm at in life, so I can't make this happen. I'm not available for a relationship. I am not healed enough for this. I'm not entertaining those anymore. The second one is unbiased processing. We all know what being biased means. It's being able to remove yourself is what it is. Being able to remove yourself and saying, I see what's happening on both sides. This is the reality of it. And you basically take your emotions out of it. Number three is behavior. You're aware of what behavior you're you're doing. Like I said, that hyper-independence for me. I became aware that I was doing it and I had to figure out how I wanted my relationship with my husband to be and I had to figure out how I was going to make that happen based on the result that I wanted. Four, relational orientation. Again, 
Very similar. So some of the demonstrations are, one, share something personal. You guys, every time I get on here, I share something super personal with you. And I obviously ask for permission before I share um, with my about my husband and things like that. But when you share something personable, you guys, you get vulnerable. You like get your heart kind of starts to raise. You might get red. You might get hot. Like I sweat when I'm vulnerable. I hardcore sweat. And feel very vulnerable. I get red and I might stutter a little bit. I might like if I'm on a train or if I'm on a thought and I lose my train of thought, I will take a minute, come back to it and then start back up again. Because it's not always comfortable. And you have to remember to keep that one thought. Focus on that one thought. Okay, number three, ask questions you seek the answers to. Don't just sit there and waste each other's time and just ask questions to ask questions. Like, ask questions that you genuinely want to know the answer to. Number four, constructive feedback. Constructive, not critical. I want y'all to hear that. Constructive feedback. Okay, five, boundaries. That was another thing my husband and I had a conversation about. He thinks that boundaries are BS and I have been in a lifetime. Seriously, all but the last three years did I start having, two and a half, three years, did I start having boundaries? And what it has done for me is it has allowed me to have my own safe space in a healthy way. Help me find people who value me enough to give me those boundaries. And what boundaries is, is it's not drawing a line in the sand every single time. It's saying, these are my non-negotiables. I know I am not willing to entertain this. And there's going to be things you don't know that you're willing to entertain. But you have to be willing to explore those ideas. Because that's the only way you're going to grow. And just because your boundary is set here doesn't mean that you can't move your boundaries later with somebody because trust is earned, y'all. It's not always given. It is earned, especially if you've been burned. The importance of authenticity. I cannot stress this enough. Why is it so important that we're authentic, Lauren? Because it inspires loyalty. Do you want to be around somebody who's lying to you all the time? And then you turn around and you, not that we're supposed to be gossiping, but you turn around and say something to somebody and they're like, "Mm, no, that's not true. Okay. Okay. I am somebody who wants to be, I want to inspire people's loyalty because I want their loyalty. I want friendship, you guys, but I don't want it so bad that I'm willing to be with somebody who's going to lie about it or turn around and talk about me behind my back. Like, I am not about that. That is a non-negotiable. I want somebody who inspires loyalty. I want somebody who is loyal to me, who is honest. And that doesn't always mean hearing what I want to hear. That doesn't always mean supporting my side of the marriage. That means supporting the both of us and what we really need to do with that unbiased perspective. Another thing that is important for authenticity is engagements where integrity, ethics, and morals are not questioned. Again, non-negotiables. What are some barriers to being authentic. Some of us have open wounds. Some of us have scars from experiences in the past with being honest. When you are honest with somebody, I'm sure at some point you receive messages, feedback from people whose opinions that you valued at one time. And they told you that you needed to change for whatever reason, because it was their standard. Not because they were allowing you to be yourself. Not because they were allowing you to explore your own feelings, ideas, values. Let that sit in for a second because 
when I was when I was speaking that I was like ooh, yeah that's good so I'm gonna say that again at some point some of us all of us have received messages and or feedback of some sort from people whose opinions you valued at one time. And they told you, you need to change for whatever reason, because it was serving them, not you. In order to discover your most authentic self, it's going to involve sharing with others working through uncomfortable feelings and understanding the impacts of your experiences. You guys, we have to process it. We have to sit with it. Again, podcast number two. Fear and building trust. Building trust requires risks, if you think about it. If you really think about it, building trust does require a risk because it requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to be humble, open, transparent. Take the risk to unleash your authenticity. It is Will Smith, who I keep coming back to, he, who says it best. I am obsessed with Will Smith, y'all. Fear is not real. It is a product of your mind. Now, don't misunderstand me. Danger is very real. Fear is a choice. And you guys, you just ha- sometimes you just have to decide to do things scared. I am... Over the weekend, I found that I am the person who is very different from my husband in this aspect. We are very similar, but we are also very different. And the one thing that we differ in is when I see something that scares the ever-living daylights out of me, I do it. I'm not talking about bungee jumping. I will never, never say never. I will not be bungee jumping anytime soon. Because I don't like the feeling that it gives me. I don't like the when my stomach goes away. As far as that. Because I feel like I'm in danger. Like people have actually died from that you guys. <laughs> Not a, I don't know the statistic or anything. But like people have actually died from bungee jumping. I'm not willing to risk that. And when it's something that could be amazing and release growth. I am all for it. Boy, howdy, sign me up. Front row, let's go. Strap in, harness on, helmet on. Let's do this full on. And I'll dive. I'll just, whoop, jump in. I'm not tiptoeing. I'm not anything. It is a hell yes, head first, diving in. Let's do this. And my husband's like, hold on. I need to think about this. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Because he's processing where he's at on it. And at some point, we all have to do that. I'm the one who's like, okay, got the objectives. I ask the questions I want to know the answers to. And I evaluate based on that. And I'm like, boom, let's go. And I'm the one that's like, boom. I've asked the questions that I sincerely, genuinely want to know the answers to. It's helped me acquire the information that I need. I consult outside sources that are unbiased. And evaluate and go. Hell yes, hell no. What is it? Most of the time for me, it's a hell yes. Focusing on anything but the present moment is going to sabotage your authenticity. You have to capitalize on that moment. How are you feeling in that moment? You guys, you have to process that. And eventually, the the more that you start processing it, the more you're going to be able to say, ah, got it. Like, you will... 
when I started processing, I had to like step away and I'm like, okay. And it probably took me 10 minutes, you guys, to process it. Or I'd go for a walk and I'd be like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I think this way? Uh, why, why am I telling myself this story? What's the facts and what's the truth? And the, the more I've done that, the, the longer that I've been able to do that in the last two and a half, three years, you guys, I, I'm not always capable of just boom, got it. Like it doesn't always work like that because sometimes we have very conflicting feelings and there's answers that we don't have. And being able to capitalize on that moment where you're like, how do I feel about this? You ask yourself like basic questions like, how do I feel about this? Am I okay with this? Is it a non-negotiable? You know, is it like threatening my boundaries and my non-negotiables? What's the story I'm telling myself and what's the truth? And then you evaluate and you go. By telling yourself that it's a journey only for you, you are greatly missing out. Because again, mentioned earlier, it is not only a journey for you. You need people in your life, guys. Even if that means including other professionals. Even if that means, hey, I need some therapy. Like, I am totally against the idea, but I really think that's the only thing that I can come to conclusion with that it's going to help me. Do some research about it. There are people out there who are not like whack therapists, and there are people out there who are trauma specialists. And I'm not a therapist and I'm not a behavior analysis person. But what I am saying is that, like, don't get me twisted in that area. But what I am saying is go and do it. A long time ago, probably six years ago, I realized that I can no longer allow myself to be uneducated when going to other people's because sometimes they put their opinions ahead of the knowledge. They tell you what their opinion is because of their belief. And that's fine because I did ask for that opinion. What I didn't ask for was something biased. So again, with being authentic, you learn who is and who isn't biased. You guys, you need others' help. And I threw therapy out there because there's a huge, huge stigma around that. And I truly believe if you're not going as a couple, if you're not going with your parents or whatever, you guys, you need to go and deal with the things that you haven't dealt with. Because we all have things that we haven't dealt with that are actually controlling our subconscious. And once you go through that, there's things that you can work through and you will, how I felt was how amazing and light I felt. Yeah, it felt a little exhausting because I felt, I was feeling all these feelings, you guys, for like 11 years, 12 years. And then I turned around and I decided that, hey, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like I need to do something about this because every time we have an argument, this is what comes up. So I went and I did that. I worked on myself. My husband and I went to a couple sessions together and it really did help. It just took, it took the ego out of everything. And it's like, when you want to ask the hard question, but you can't do it without an attitude, there's a middle person to do it. I'm not telling y'all that everybody needs therapy. I'm just telling y'all that invest in yourself, know yourself authentically and know what is holding you back from your own growth. And last but not least, authenticity is not a goal. It is a state of being. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Authenticity is not a goal. It is a state of being. It is who you are and who you become. Constantly evolving. And that's all for this episode of Say Less, Say Yes.
I am here to talk about authenticity, self-love, and boundaries. I am so excited to be on this journey with you guys. Like, subscribe, and share with a friend, like right now. You never know who on the inside is needing self-love or to set boundaries. You need boundaries. We all have different boundaries, all to different extents. As we grow, so do our boundaries and change throughout our lives. We'll see you next time for an episode here at Say Less, Say Yes.